substitution ever with a good manner again before we take the thing out of the hands of government. Welcome to another episode of Simply Bitcoin Live. We are your number one source for the peaceful, decentralized Bitcoin revolution that is going to free mankind from the tyranny of central banking. Anyways, today we have a very special show. There is some sauce. There is some signal. It looks like big institutions bought the dip, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to talk about that. We're going to make the case. We also have something that Opti is going to absolutely enjoy. We have an article by Zero Hedge. The article is literally called How Your Carbon Footprint and Your Carbon Wallet Are Really are really Going to Work in the Dystopian World That the World Economic Forum Has Planned. <laughs> right, up, right up Opti's lane. Anyways, I'm going to say hi to Opti, the most legendary Bitcoin producer. How are you doing, Opti? <laughs> Well, uh, I forgot to bring my tinfoil hat today, Nico, but I am definitely excited. It is Monday. We are back for more content and I, I couldn't be I couldn't be more excited for today. I, I feel really good. I might be jacked up on a lot of coffee right now. I don't know. But anyway, let's start the show. Let's start the show. So it's is it really though a tinfoil hat if we have the receipts? We're gonna try to make the case for you guys. We have the receipts. We always bring the receipts. We put them down in the link description. Anyways, it's gonna be a great show. I'm really excited for it. I actually get excited for Simply Bitcoin. Now I can't wait on the weekend. I'm like, I can't wait to get back to the microphone, back to the camera. Anyways, Opti, let's start the show. Number time. Brought to you by Noddle. They make some of the best Bitcoin nodes. Run your own version of Bitcoin Core, the Lightning Network, Whirlpool, and Dojo, all from the comfort of your own home. Remember, guys, if you don't run your own Bitcoin node, you're trusting someone else's. And if you're a digital nomad, you have no excuse because now you could run a Noddle through a virtual private server. Visit Noddle.eu today. All right, all right, all right. So let's start with the numbers, shall we? At the time of this recording, the Bitcoin price, the Kaka Fiat price, is at $24,255. Sats per dollar, also known as Moscow time, 4127 The block height, 749575 Reachable Bitcoin nodes, it's at 13678 Blocks to the halving, 90424 Having estimate... April 21st, 2024, total Lightning Network capacity, 1,344. The estimated fiat value of that is around $32 million. Hash rate, 206 exahashes. Realized monetary inflation, 1.78%. Oof, it's whipping the U.S. dollar into shape. Around 2024, the next Bitcoin halving, that is going to be... That number is going to get cut in half, which is going to be absolutely awesome. It's going to take gold and fiat currencies to school, number go up, and Bitcoin is going to continue doing its thing. The market capitalization, also known as market cap, it's at $463 billion. Bitcoin is still a baby. It's an infant in the grand scheme of things. Anyways, to start off the Monday, I, I want to rally you guys up a little bit, all right? So... 
This is the legendary John Vallis. He's awesome. Definitely recommend his podcast. It's called the Bitcoin Rapid Fire Podcast. He had, it looks like he had Eric Kassan, American Hoddle, and Robert Breedlove. And someone posted a clip of that podcast. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play it. This is Eric. This clip is so dope. And I think it perfectly encompasses how all of us Bitcoiners really feel. I'm sorry for the bad language. I'm apologizing, apologizing beforehand. But it's one of these cases that the bad language really emphasizes how we're all feeling. Anyways, I'll let Eric take it away. But isn't, isn't that the truth for all of us? Like, isn't that why we're in this whole mess is we're too fucking scared? Like, all of us collectively as a humanity. Like, we won't stand up and say, these motherfucking thieving, murdering, child-raping pieces of shit fucking steal from us. They steal from us and they call it legal and we allow them to do it. And it's so fucking absurd. And now the thing that I love is that I can say, fuck you. I have a magic spell where if I have 12 magic words, you can never guess, no matter how powerful your computation is, no matter how much energy you put into it, you can't have my 12 words and you can't have my money. So go fuck yourselves. <laughs> Man, Eric bringing out the fire. Shout out to John Vallis for the Bitcoin Rapid Fire podcast. That was some signal right there. That is the message that we try to echo every single day on this show. But this only applies. You only benefit from the power of Bitcoin. You only benefit, you only achieve financial sovereignty if you take that Bitcoin into self-custody. If you don't take that Bitcoin into self-custody, you can't do what Eric's saying. You're totally, totally trapped by the government. The government owns your Bitcoin. It's just one order away from them confiscating it if your Bitcoin's sitting on exchange. But if you take self-custody, it moves the balance of power into your favor. Now you have the most powerful things that Bitcoin gives you, the power to vote with your wallet, but also your feet. You're going to flow like water to where you're treated best. You're going to go to the best jurisdiction that has the best tax incentives, has the best business incentives that treats you well. If in New if you're in New York, you're going to dip. You're going to leave. You're going to get on a plane. Maybe go to maybe go to El Salvador, right? That is the beauty of Bitcoin. And that in itself, what Eric was mentioning about the fact of being able to memorize 12 words and storing millions if not billions, if not trillions of dollars in your mind without fear of it being debased or it being confiscated by a tyrannical government. That is the power that Bitcoin gives you, but only, only if you take that power, you grab it back. It takes personal responsibility for the Bitcoin revolution to work. Take self-custody. If you take self-custody, you're going to feel the powers that Eric is talking about. All these things that they've been doing for the longest time will become crystal clear that this thing that they call inflation, really what it should be called is theft because that's what it is. They have been stealing our life force, our time, our energy, our work from us our entire time. And Bitcoin is a peaceful protest and saying enough is enough. I don't want to do this anymore. And there's nothing they could do about it. Anyways, Opti, what are your thoughts, brother? Well, I am 
really hyped that you played that Eric K song clip because I absolutely love when Eric just starts doing these rants. He's by far one of my favorite ranters <laughs> in the Bitcoin space. He he gets it. And uh, I don't think we could have picked a better, better clip to start today's episode. This is the type of energy that I need on my Monday morning. And this is the type of content that I'm here for. So shout out to you, Eric. And of course, shout out to John Ballas. I love the rapid fire uh, podcast, uh, you know, and, and Hoddle's in there. Go Hi, Hoddle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we, we, sh- we have to invite Hoddle. I have to text him. I, I tried booking Hoddle, but he's like, dude, just text me the day of. You know, he's like that. So yeah, we should we should uh we should get we should tell Huddle to come on Simply Bitcoin. It'll be a surprise for you guys, like always. But yeah, man, that powerful message though. What are your thoughts, Opti? Are you a big believer in self custody? Dude, duh. Like you the whole revolution here is self custody, guys. This is this is the whole thing we're doing here. Take back responsibility because you know, I don't know about you, but I've read the white paper I don't know how many times now. And uh, do you remember that little little quote in there? It says like, the financial system relies on too much trust. Well, I don't wanna trust anyone with my money. I can take personal responsibility. I will take all my coin in self custody because uh, like, like Kason said, man, like go fuck yourself. You're not gonna put your little grubby fingers in between me and my money anymore because we have a solution to that now and it's called Bitcoin. Opt out, the revolution is self custody. If you have Bitcoin on an exchange, it is not your Bitcoin until it is in self-custody, until you own the private keys, it's your Bitcoin. Don't trust anyone with your Bitcoin. Put it in self-custody. This is the way. This is what we're doing here. This is what we try to incentivize you guys to do every single day. Doesn't matter how you get your Bitcoin. Just get it into self-custody because then they can't control your money. This is why we do this. Boom. Exactly. Take Bitcoin to self-custody, protect yourself from inflation, protect yourself from threat, protect yourself from easy government confiscation, and go to where you're treated best. That is the power that gives Bitcoin gives you, but only if you choose to take self-responsibility over your wealth, over your time. Take it back. They took it away from you, but now you have an ability to grab it. Anyways, Opti, some awesome news today. Let's get to it. Daily News, brought to you by CryptoCloaks.com. They make some of the best 3D printed Bitcoin merch from node cases to key rings to the vents on the back of your ASIC for air management. And of course, the famous 3D printed Bitcoin grenade toy, which comes in any custom color your heart desires. You want it in gold? They make it in gold. And you can take advantage of the promo code down below to get 5% off CryptoCloaks.com. All right, all right, all right. So let's check this out. Bloomberg article, August 14th, it was on Sunday. It says, crypto says institutions are back th- though retail has cold feet. Now, Nico Jones did a little bit more research. And I would like to believe it's not only the Bitcoin and shitcoin community saying that crypt- institutions are back. There's more to it. Anyways, I'll get to it in a sec, but let's read some of the article. An old adage is making the rounds once again in the Bitcoin and shitcoin sphere, institutional investors are back. BlackRock's partnership with Coinbase Global to make it easier for institutional investors to manage trade. Bitcoin was followed by another announcement that the asset manager is offering its first ever product directly in the token. Meanwhile, hedge fund firm Brevin Howard raised more than $1 billion for a crypto fund. 
That's right. I thought we were in a bear market. Usually in bear markets, it's usually a hard thing to raise money. So anyways, thus the return of the narrative. Big money investors are bestowed by the space and are finding ways to be in involved. And it's all happening as crypto prices show some signs of recovery, with Bitcoin adding 16% over the past month, Ether, shitcoin, advancing 50%. Bitcoin's rally may be attributed to the recent optimistic headlines on continued institutional adoption option of Bitcoin and shitcoins wrote analysis at BlockFi in a note. I, I just wanted to add, though, is that Block, the BlackRock news, they specifically said that they're only allowing Bitcoin to their institutional clients. But of course, leave it to these parasitic shitcoin companies to sprinkle their shitcoinery on top of everything, right? Another another by Coinbase citing Coinba uh, BlackRock news said major multinational firms are making moves amid the crypto downturn. Yet retail investors the life blood of the career have been more hesitant to jumping in i disagree and i think that this is the part of the article that they get wrong i'll get to it um this is barry silbert he is he's part he's the ceo of the btc thing so he's saying here comes wall here comes wall street Anyways, to read this quote, it says, The hope is that at some point in the future, institutions will come into the space, institutional adoption will pick up a lot, and it will start to look more like traditional financial markets, he said in an interview. But this is still predominantly a retail-driven market. I also agree with that. But this is where I fundamentally agree with the, art, the article, and this is where I'm going to make the case that I think we are entering a crossroads where before, yes, the whole movement was totally retail-based, but... In the last two years alone, remember what we've seen, guys. We've seen BlackRock. We've seen MacroStrategy. We've seen Tesla. We've seen two companies, uh, sorry, two countries make it legal tender, and Panama kind of make it legal tender, right? We have El Salvador, and we have the Central African Republic. Now, what this article missed, and for some reason at Bloomberg, they're doing less research than simply Bitcoin. That's totally not a good look, right? Is we do, we have, we rely on some data. Right, let's check this out. Of course, don't take this as 100%. We saw the chain analysis guys get blown up, but we can surmount something from this. The amount of Bitcoin addresses with 0.01 or more continues to go parabolic, but it's not only 0.01 addresses or more, it's also 0.1 addresses or more. Look at that. Literally since April 2022, the stackers have been taking advantage of the dip, but guys, things changed over the last couple of weeks it's not only the little stackers anymore i would like to believe it's the big money now too check this out number of bitcoin addresses with 10,000 bitcoin or more you heard that right 10,000 bitcoin or more around april these addresses started to go up once again right from the low of 81 addresses and we're all up to 100. And it doesn't sound like a lot. You're like, yo, 100 addresses, Nico? Like, what, what are you talking about? Remember that 10,000 Bitcoin has the equivalent of $241 million. It's a lot. It's a lot of caca fiat money. So could it be that that was BlackRock making moves? You could say that. Could it be that, hey, this potentially had influenced the recent pump that we saw, the recent price pump that we saw. It could be. Could this mean absolutely nothing? Could also be, right? We, we like to stay a little bit different than the speculative channels. Just I'll just leave it at that. But I'll tell you that. 
it's never been as bullish as it is right now to buy yourself some Bitcoin. Why? Two years ago, MicroStrategy was in the game. Two years ago, Tesla was in the game. Two years ago, BlackRock was in the game that has $9 trillion on their assets. El Salvador, Central African Republic, not to mention all the other smaller countries that have bought Bitcoin, put it on their balance sheet, not to mention Fidelity that also has trillions under management that are offering their 401k clients exposure to Bitcoin. That scares them so much that Elizabeth Warren had to write a personal letter to the CEO of Fidelity asking him to backtrack. This is where we are in the movie. Two years ago, Bitcoin was not here. And right now, at this moment in time, you have a 65 to 70% discount. And with, these, with this chain analysis or whatever you want to call it or block analysis, I don't even know the right name because I'm not a big fan of this stuff. But what it is telling me is that the big money is definitely, definitely taking advantage of this dip. So are you going to get schooled by BlackRock, plebs? Are you going to allow that to happen to you? Anyways, Opti, what are your thoughts? Am I reading it? I'm reading too much into it, brother. Look, that I think the data is the data, man. Yeah, man. I, uh, first of all, you know, I'm not that big on on-chain analysis and the the UTXO stuff. It, but anyways, when I saw this article, I I had a mental picture of it. It's like a it's like the bat signal, you know. Like that's what I saw. It's like the bat signal for for as we've been saying, you know, the smart money, the institutional money to come in here. And we said that last week in regards to BlackRock. It's like once they you know enter into the game it allows other people to feel safe that they can also enter the game. And I think, you know, I think we're bringing the receipts to this because it's, yo, it's not only BlackRock. It's not only this article. Like we had that, um, that CEO in the numbers last week and he was like ex, uh, uh, what was it? Like New York stock exchange president or something. And, and so I say all that to say, guys, it's very obvious to me, as we've been saying for a while, you know, smart money buys Bitcoin or anything they buy at the price they want. They do not FOMO into the market. And so, of course, they are not going to tell you that they are, you know, buying Bitcoin before they pack their bags. They got to pack their bags before they, they do the PR so that they get the price they want. This is how this works. But I think it's very obvious that, you know, the institution has been coming. And furthermore, like I've said for a while now, in my opinion, it's becoming very clear that Bitcoin has crossed that Rubicon into the mainstream market. Like it's not just retail in Bitcoin anymore. And I know there's been institutions in Bitcoin for a long time, but it really does feel like we are getting into that gradually then suddenly aspect of, of uh, the Bitcoin adoption phase, because it's like, yo, one of the biggest asset management company is scooping up Bitcoin and they're allowing their customers to get Bitcoin. Like, I know I'm the in-house tinfoil hat guy, but like, it's very obvious that big money is coming into the space because they know what we know. Bitcoin number will go up. There's 21 million Bitcoin and, and there's, there's more billionaires coming into the space. There's not that many now, but I think it's becoming very clear that if you want to, you know, just continue your fiat gains, uh, you're going to have to hold Bitcoin. It, it, I don't think people have a choice anymore. If they want to be competitive, they will have to hold Bitcoin because 
Bitcoin is the best way to store your money. And these people understand the fiat system better than the average person. They understand that they're slowly losing their wealth. Like you can't hold on to dollars. And and furthermore, like even if you're trading in the stock exchange or in, in assets, big assets, it's like everything is connected and it's all looking like it's going to be wrecked. And people are going to find a way to find a risk off asset. And we consider Bitcoin as a risk off asset. It is opt out. It is separating money from state, which means if we can see it, you think people that want to secure their wealth going into the future, like they don't like losing money. They are going to figure this out and understand that, excuse me, and understand that. Yes. Even if it's only one, two, three, 5% of my assets, I need to put some money into Bitcoin because everything is losing money and they, no one likes to lose money. So institutions are definitely coming. And, and like I said, I had the mental picture of, it's like the bat signal, you know, BlackRock was the bat signal for, for quote unquote smart money, you know, people with a lot of money to get into Bitcoin and that dude, that 10 K chart, you know, say what you want about on-chain analysis, but, and, and being a glass node hopium boy, but dude, if people are scooping up 10K Bitcoin and those UTXO addresses are going up, like, yo, there, there's a lot of big money out there. I don't know about you, but uh, I am not scooping up 10K Bitcoin. So I'm sure we will see some kind of release in the market. We'll, we'll get some PR soon and we'll, we'll understand who is actually buying this Bitcoin in, in the next months to come. And, you know, we'll get a pump, dude. They're pumping your bags. Make sure you secure it into self-custody because don't let them rehypothecate your Bitcoin, guys. This is the revolution. Self-custody your Bitcoin. Don't let them get in between you and your Bitcoin. But yo, bullish, uh, you know, hey, institutions are coming bitcoin is for everyone bitcoin is for anyone so i mean that's proof dude that's i agree proof. i think that's proof dude i think that's rock solid proof and yeah i think i look 2024 2025 which is historically price tends to go up about a year nine months after the happening right and it's done that really since bitcoin's inception so the next one would be 2024 2025 you know but who knows it could come sooner this time right the institutions are already going to be inside, right? And I know that a lot of people were screaming, oh, the institutions are coming, the institutions are coming. You heard that so much in 2017, 2018. They're here now. BlackRock is here. And if BlackRock is here, it's just a matter of time before more are here. Fidelity's here as well. Now, I think that the next turning of the point would be another high-tech company putting Bitcoin on their balance sheet. I don't think, you know, even though Tesla dumped, they didn't they didn't dump all the Bitcoin that they had, but I don't think they're going to get rid of it. Bitcoin's better than cash. Michael Saylor's made that argument a thousand times. Anyways, I'm going to spice it up. Today is the Monday episode. I have something for you guys. It's going to be a treat for Opti 100%. Let's get into it. I know that you guys are going to enjoy this. This is an article by Zero Hedge. How your carbon footprint and your carbon wallet are really going to work in the dystopian world that the WEF has planned. The WEF, for anybody who doesn't know, is the World Economic Forum. Let me introduce to you Bar Barbara Barasma. Barbara is the CEO of Rabo Carbon Bank. Yes, you read that right. Not Rabo Bank, but Rabo Carbon Bank. In this 53-second video interview below, she's advocating for a personal carbon wallet. I would play you the interview, but the problem is that the interview is in Dutch. But he was so kind to 
quote it. So this is what the, uh, the interview says, the video says. Let's ensure that every household or every citizen of the Netherlands receives a certain amount of carbon emission rights. This way we can ensure that we do not emit more than our yearly limit. Your emission rights will be stored in a carbon wallet. So if I want to fly, I would buy some carbon emission rights from someone who can't afford to fly. For example, this way the poor person could earn some extra money. Or if someone lives in a small house, he can sell his emission rights to someone who lives in a big house. This way, poor people can benefit from the green economy. You can argue that's just another level of taxation which the globalists will take. I think it runs far deeper. When bankers start using expressions like rights, poor people, and green economy, you can be sure that they're envisioning a world for the elite. They don't give a fig about anyone else. So in its most basic form, you have no fun and won't be allowed to travel anywhere, but don't worry, the elites will have the fun for you. This is nothing more than totalitarianism. Did I forget to mention that RoboBank and Barasma are both in the World Economic Forum? Surprise, surprise. When people think of carbon emissions and carbon footprints, they think it only refers to travel, fuel, fuel, gas, and electricity, all under the guise of emissions. I hate to break it to you, but it runs deeper than that. Deconomy is a credit card endorsed by Klaus Schwab's World Economic Forum. The DO card tracks the CO2 emissions linked to purchases to calculate the carbon impact of every transaction. The aim is to encourage people to actively reduce their carbon footprint and demonstrate the impact that small changes can have on the environment. That's right. That's right. You bought some steak? Transaction denied. <laughs> You're over your carbon limit. Anyways, isn't it fascinating that they emphasize it will allow the users to track everything? It would never be used for nefarious purposes, such as banks and governments tracking everything. Of course not. MasterCard is also a World Economic Forum partner. The United Nations also got on board in 2019. Did you guys hear that? The United Nations. You, do you remember what we covered on the weekend? The United Nations. Remember this? Remember this article? The United Nations spells out actions to curb cryptocurrencies in developing countries. I wonder why they want to curb cryptocurrencies. Hmm. Hmm. Anyways, it's funny because at the top of the world, the, the United Nations website says United Nations prosperity for all. And at the same time, the United Nations supports a carbon debit card slash credit card that literally denies your transactions if they feel like you're spending too much car uh, too much carbon. So here's the thing, right? When they mean prosperity for all, they mean prosperity for them. They mean that it's prosperity as long as you're doing exactly what they want. This is a redefinition of words. They're wordsmithing this. It's not what we would consider the dictionary definition of prosperity. You can't even trust a dictionary nowadays because they're redefining things so fast. Anyways, isn't it fascinating that they emphasize it will allow the users to track everything? It would never be used for nefarious purposes such as banks or governments tracking everything. Of course not. The United Nations also got on board in 2019. Innovative climate action, new credit card limits climate impacts of users, right? So guys, this is what the United Nations wants, but they also want to curb Bitcoin and shitcoins in developing countries 
I might add that in developing countries are the countries that need Bitcoin the most because they're the countries that suffer from the highest inflation and they're the countries that have the most totalitarian capital controls by the regimes that are in place there. But of course, the United Nations is more concerned about getting you on a credit card slash debit card that limits your spending based on what they deem as carbon acceptable. This is why Bitcoin's important. This is where the world is heading in this direction. When we mean Bitcoin or slavery, we are not exaggerating. It's not an exaggeration. This is the world that the world elites, the current world elites, your so-called betters, want for you. They're so bold that they're literally telling it to your face. And when you try to find an alternative, this paper makes an argument to ban and de-incentivize the adoption of Bitcoin and shitcoins. Why? Because they can't control it. Anyways, it goes on. It's not done yet. Let me paint you a picture of how might this play out. In Ireland, back in March of this year, Mark, who is a Green Party member, paid a visit to a pub called Brewdog in Dublin. He showed an image of the menu, which had CO2 carbon dioxide labeling beside every food item on the menu and asked a question. On the left side of the menu is your standard chicken, beef, lamb, whilst on the right side is your plant-based, how long till it's uh, bug-based. There isn't much of a difference in the outrageous Dublin prices between the two foods. There is, however, a massive difference in CO2 levels. The other point, which is important to mention, is is that a seed is being planted in people's minds about the different CO2 levels. They are trying to influence people into the hands of plant-based foods and beyond meats. There is no doubt about it that this is their agenda at play. Here is what is probably going to happen. When you go out to a restaurant, depending on what your carbon footprint has been, will determine what you can and cannot order off the menu. If you've been a bold boy or girl, you'll only be allowed to eat the lab-grown plant-based food so you don't suppress your carbon quota. If you try to order beef, which apparently has high CO2 levels, you won't be allowed to. There will be a case when you go to supermarkets to do your weekly shopping, every item you buy will be assigned a CO2 number. The whole thing sounds ridiculously dystopian, doesn't it? That would never happen. It's so 1984. I hear you shout. If you have been paying attention to the last 2.5 years, then you will realize it's not remotely far-fetched at all. We're being told how this is going to plan out. All you have to do is watch an episode of Black Mirror called Nosedive, where the topic is social credit scores. Just substitute social credit scores with carbon footprints and you will understand. Digital IDs and currency social credit scores and carbon footprints will all work in tandem in the future. MasterCard unveils, and this is the kicker, guys. This is the kicker. MasterCard unveils new carbon calculator, tools for banks globally as consumer passion for the environment grows. Now, here's the thing about this calculator, all right? It's called the 2030 calculator. You know what also happened in 2030? Let me read you this article that they literally took off the internet, okay? You can't find this. It's only left on Forbes. The The famous article that you guys all know, it's called, In 2030, You'll Own Nothing and Be Happy About It. Incredible predictions from the, you hear that? Incredible predictions from the World Economic Forum's mastermind about life in 2030. But if you search on Google and you search this, They've gone so hard, they've gone so far to bury this that you can't find the original, the original article 
and they got Reuters to fact check it. it. Says false. The World Economic Forum does not have a stated goal to have people own nothing and be happy by 2030. The name of the calculator is literally called the 2030 calculator. But, it, but I'm not done yet. I'm not done. But it isn't just any old carbon calculator. It's a 2030 carbon calculator as an agenda 2030. If you look closely enough at the top left-hand corner of the image, you can see the transition from 2020 to 2030. It will eventually take sh the shape of an app that covers all the bases of digital ID, digital currency, social credit score, etc. Basically, a total control and surveillance grid, which there will be no escape. Welcome to Aldous Huxley's Brave New World and George Orwell's 1984 rolled into one so i covered this first of all because it was monday's episode so i wanted to spice it up second of all because th today is the day that opti gets to show off his new show segment it's called the daily culture we're gonna get to it in a bit so i'm celebrating a little bit by getting into the whole you know opti's aisle of the tinfoil hat stuff but here's the thing guys okay let's roll it back a second we we always bring you the receipts we, we could put them in the link description. Feel free to do your own research and let me know down in the comments. Let us know on Twitter if you come to another conclusion. They're telling you what it is they want. These elites want to get to decide what energy use is okay for you and what energy use is not okay. And they're going to use that same narrative to go after Bitcoin mining like they already have in New York State. And they're going to go after this to go after Bitcoin. Why? Because that is the only thing that's stopping them from fulfilling this central planner's dream. And remember, that's not me, Nico, saying that. Literally, the world, the United Nations is literally telling you we must curb cryptocurrencies in developing countries. That is a quote from them. That is not Nico saying that. But they also promote a credit card that literally blocks you paying if they say that you use too much carbon. We are heading into the world where you're going to have to pick and choose between slightly inconvenient uh, freedom, which is Bitcoin, and more convenient slavery, which I believe it's only convenient in the short term central bank digital currencies, and the nightmare that these central bank digital currencies are going to enable. And if you still don't believe me, they have already stopped people from paying in China because those people decided to protest. And they cut them off from their money. Why are you trusting someone else? Why are you giving someone else that much power if there's a technology that exists that allows you to take your financial sovereignty back. You remember what Eric said in the beginning. In fact, I'm going to play the video for you guys again. But isn't, isn't that the truth for all of us? Like, isn't that why we're in this whole mess is we're too fucking scared? Like, all of us collectively as a humanity. Like, we won't stand up and say, these motherfucking thieving, murdering, child raping pieces of shit fucking steal from us. They steal from us and they call it legal and we allow them to do it. And it's so fucking absurd. And now the thing that I love is that I can say, fuck you. I have a magic spell where if I have 12 magic words, you can never guess, no matter how powerful your computation is, no matter how much energy you put into it, you can't 
have my 12 words and you can't have my money. So go fuck yourselves. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is exactly why the United Nations comes out with this propaganda bullshit. That's exactly why. They don't mean prosperity for all. They mean prosperity for themselves. And what Eric said so beautifully, if you have Bitcoin in self-custody, you could tell them to go fuck themselves. How you doing, Opti? Well, hold on. <laughs> Yo, this is the content I'm here for. I am so glad you brought the receipts, Nico, because this makes me look less crazy when I talk all my crazy stuff because this is in their words. I think this is a, a continuation of what we tell you guys all the time. They continue to say the silent part out loud. But furthermore, like this is simply priming, guys. Like they have to test these ideas in public, see how the public responds to them, see how they can reiterate on this so that they can come back with something better, something that, you know, looks less nefarious. But furthermore, like the whole Netherlands, uh, the, the Zero Hedge article about the Netherlands, uh, I think it was Diogenes, he's like, Yo, how can the Netherlands stay this highly regarded? And it's like, just remember what's going on with the Netherlands farmers protests. Like, I don't think it's uh, a coincidence that this is all happening in the same place. They very much know what they're trying to do and then realize that they've lost control and they need to try to claw back that control. And furthermore, like, this is so dystopian. It's absolutely insane. Remember the first time I said that uh, you are the carbon they want to eliminate? We had to say allegedly, but I don't even think we need to say allegedly anymore because uh, it's in their own words now. Like, this is absolutely insane. And like... It's very simple. They want to tag and bag you. They do not want you to have the freedom of association, the freedom of speech, because they understand what we understand, that they have lost control and the truth wants to be set free. And you guys out there, the average everyday Bitcoiner, the Bitcoin revolutionary, the Bitcoin pleb that just speaks truth to power, you are like your enemy number one. They, they do not want the truth to be spread. And again, guys, like this is Soylent Green level dystopia stuff here. Like go watch dystopian movies from the past. And I know we always say they're not supposed to be documentaries, but at this point, they it's, it's back to the idea of priming. They have to release these ideas to see how the, the public reacts to them. And furthermore, they have to essentially get get your consent without your consent like without you guys getting mad without you guys making noise about it they will continue to push this stuff because they need to feel the pushback or else they are going to continue down this crazy dystopian rabbit hole that they want for us it's like it's very obvious what they want to do to humanity they want you to be chattel like they want you to be slaves like dude they tell exactly. you I will own nothing exactly. be happy while they own everything and fly in private jets and do whatever they want and they, they're gonna make you eat bugs and you want to know why we're here because of the cantillion effect because of fiat money it literally created this nightmare that we're living in right now it is it's, absurd it's, it's insane it is absurd dude it is absurd Anyways, wait wait hold on before I'm we so go nico one more the fact that reuters had to fact check this article like how much more, how many more uh, points do you need on, on the scoreboard that legacy media is working against your best interests 
in real time. They are paid for shills. And this is why you guys need to continue to spread alternative media because only the alternative media people are telling you guys the truth. The media is lying to your face and we know it and they know it and they know that we know it. So this is why they continue to go down this, this um, you know, narrative of, oh, we need to fact check conspiracy theories and you're all conspiracy theories if you don't have a official institutions behind you and official authority, you know, elite status. Yep. And it's like, guys, you have a brain, you can understand what is best for yourself and you can decipher what is truth and what is not. I have faith in you, unlike the legacy media. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, dude. Amen to that. The alternative media is becoming the mainstream media. We are witnessing it. And I agree. This is why people don't listen to it anymore. They have realized, they have, they have awakened to what it was. It was propaganda the entire time. And they're freaking out and they don't know what to do about it. But anyways, I'm really excited because this is the first segment of The Daily Culture. Daily Culture. Brought to you by SwanBitcoin.com. Swan is the best way to build your Bitcoin stack with automated Bitcoin savings plans and instant purchases, serving clients of any size from $10 to $10 million. Swan incentivizes self-custody and they also incentivize dollar cost averaging. Spread out that risk. Visit SwanBitcoin.com today. All right. I also want to let you know about the largest Bitcoin conference on the West Coast, Pacific Bitcoin. It's November 10th, 10th through the 11th in Los Angeles, California. You definitely don't want to miss it. Speaker list includes Corey Clipston, Jeff Booth, Dylan LeClaire, CJ Wilson, Pierre Richard, Eric. Oh, you hear you can hear Eric say that shit live. Alex Gladstein, Mark Moss, Guy Swan, Parker Lewis, Jeff Ross, and many, many more. The speaker list just keeps continuing to grow, and Optium I might also be there as well. Definitely don't want to miss Pacific Bitcoin, and you can take advantage of the promo code SIMPLY to get 10% off your tickets. Anyways, what are we doing on the Daily Culture today, brother? All right, guys. Before, before I get into it, um, I just want to do a little preface I am not going to completely eliminate the fails because we need to continue to chart the fails. But I want to expand our our my segment a little more, which allows me a little more room and a little more freedom to cover other stuff that we can't necessarily cover in the news nor the fails. So right here, as you guys know, this is called The Daily Culture. So this first one, this is kind of a continuation of last week's fail. So it's going to kind of be a fail, but I'm going to I'm going to spin it around so that you guys understand what we're trying to do here. So as you can see, I am starting this, this segment off with this tweet right here by at anti maxi. And I, I love this framing because you guys know what I know. The only reason we are getting all this pushback as toxic Bitcoin maximalists is because we are not letting these people scam in peace. You guys are the white blood cells. And I'm just going to show you guys and lay some receipts on why you guys should never listen to shitcoin influencers because we've been telling you for a long time that they're scamming you and that they're getting paid to shill garbage and now we have mainstream media covering this so it gives us some sense of authority here but we've been telling you this for a long time anyways let's uh, get i don't know this might get me in trouble on youtube but anyways it's time for everyone to stand up for the rights of the trans chainers and the chain fluid against no. the toxic bitcoin maximalist patriarchy <laughs> Yes, this is what they're doing. 
doing they're protecting you no that's obviously jokes guys it, it's all sarcasm anyways this article came out last thursday I was going to cover it on the Friday, Saturday show, but we ran out of time. So we're going to cover it here. And then me and Nico are going to go into a little bit of why we do what we do. But I'm going to show you the receipts first. So some social media influencers are being paid thousands to endorse shitcoin projects. Remember BitBoy. Yes, he is the main character in this article. And we covered him a lot in past episodes, so you guys can get the full breakdown on another episode. But let's just get into this a little bit. So as it says here, Armstrong or BitBoy is one of the most watched shitcoin influencers on YouTube, has amassed 1.5 million subscribers. Guys, this is literally why we do the YouTube show, so that we can get our signal up to this level of freaking shenanigans on YouTube because YouTube is a shitcoin hellhole. Anyways, for years, BitPoy said he accepted payments for sh from shitcoin companies to tout their new products for his vast audience of subscribers. That's a practice that he says he now regrets because it led to some painful losses for his own viewers. Remember that tidbit. He feels bad about it, guys. Let me see if there. Yes. Okay. So BitBoy now feels he's respond. Now he feels he, he he amassed this big audience, but now he feels guilty and feels responsible for the losses suffered by his followers. And I quote: "I mean, of course I do. I hate it when we talk about stuff that didn't do well." <laughs> Amazing. You probably shouldn't took that paycheck before you shield garbage. But on the back end, you know, remorse is <laughs> what's the saying? Um, don't don't ask for permission. Ask for forgiveness. <laughs> this is what it's looking like. Anyways, while BitBoy says he stopped accepting paid promotions in January, other influencers, of course, he pushes off the responsibility, still swarm <laughs> this lucrative market. CNBC found that some of these online personalities get paid thousands to endorse dubious projects. Yes, you guys know it's true. We know it's true. It, it is not the best kept secret in shitcoin land. But when it's just a rumor, people, people think it's just FUD or, or conspiracy theories or whatever you want to call it. Anyways, I found this thread by Fat Man Terra. And remember Fat Man Terra, he's been doing a really great job on Twitter, exposing all these shitcoin frauds. And I found a perfect one explaining how they pump and dump this stuff. So I wanna elaborate on this for people that don't know how this works, because it still seems like people are missing the forest from the trees. And what do you know, this thread that I found has to do with the project that BitBoy shilled. So anyways, thought it'd be fun to share a story from last year in which I watched a friend of mine pump a shitcoin on Binance, buying billboards and a BitBoy crypto shitcoin video. Nothing we don't know already, but I found it fascinating to watch in real time. So in a group chat in 2021, my well friend told us to buy D-O-C-K or Doc. He's a fairly small time whale. And so his coin of choice was a lower volume Binance coin remember what we've telling you and what everyone knows in the shitcoin land that the more liquid the shitcoin the more they are able to pump it and the more they get big fiat gains but let's see how do they do this so over the next few days he began explaining
explaining his strategy. He was in talks with BitBoy to buy a shill video. He showed me a rate sheet outlined several paid services BitBoy provided and also planned to buy billboards and ads across the world to advertise Dot. He posted pictures of things like this panel where he could purchase billboards, screenshots of his conversations with BitBoy's advertising manager and various other avenues he was using to shill. He wasn't even part of the doc team. He was just using it for pumping. Guys, take a break right now. Don't stop the video, but today at some point, look at the Dogecoin chart and you'll see what we mean by every shitcoin will eventually look like the Dogecoin chart. It will get pumped, it will get dumped, and they will just continue this scam on as long as Elon Musk still pumps Doge. Anyways, sure enough, over the next few days, ads starting popping up in London, NYC, and Amsterdam. There were loads of lovely pictures he sent me. Also, lo and behold, BitBoy video goes up a week later, which my friend said he paid 30k for. There was no in that it was sponsored in the title, description, or thumbnail. No, was there any visible disclosure in the visuals? There were no upfront disclosure in the beginning of the video that he was being paid to shill Doc. However, he does have a little, you know, a little discretion towards the end of the video. And then, of course, in the days that followed, my friend's message in the group chat. It started pumping and it looked insane. And I witnessed before my very eyes yet another example of how manipulated and easy it is to manipulate a shitcoin. Today, Doc is down 80% since. And you can see, of course, it's just got giant green dildos. This is what happens when you pump in a liquid shitcoin. And then other than the obvious message, it's just to end the thread. Don't trust these grifter influencers. They make money by selling you hopium. And something else comes to mind. If some random guy did all this with roughly 200K, to what extent could you manipulate a larger coin if you had billions? Remember what we tell you about the Ethereum Foundation being in bed with Weef and JP Morgan. I wonder why ETH will never die and why it's being pumped right now. Why there's articles on Bloomberg's. Now you have literally the whole playbook right here. And so let's just continue on down this rabbit hole of BitBoy being sorry for pumping and shilling shitcoin. Okay, so let's see. This is him being a good guy. A lot of shillers are paid to shill. Uh, yes, you were this person. If someone says, hey, check out shitcoin, that's a shill. Run far and fast. Amazing. People who say productive things about a project, that's fine. The Whatever. I'm not going to read his stuff. And as you can see, this is usually what their thumbnails look like on YouTube. Another type of scam in the crypto world, YouTuber influencers, they always make funny expressions. Remember the memes of the guys with the oh shit faces? Don't fall for this stuff. Anyways, let's see what he's been up to lately. Oh, yeah, he just posted this photo this week or last week. BitBoy, when legends unite at the weekend concert in the BitBoy shitcoin suite. And what does he have? He's got Richard Hart here with Hex. Amazing. I thought you had remorse for shilling garbage products, BitBoy. Apparently not. And then this tweet that came out yesterday is, is absolutely beautiful. Remember, the, remember what he said uh, in 2021. <laughs> if someone says, hey, check out shitcoin X, that's a shill. Look what he's still doing here. Things that went to zero before Hex. Celsius Voyager, Terra Luna, UST, Vol, Three Hours Capital, Alex Mashinsky's credibility, Gary Gensler's balls. And I, I don't have it up here, but someone says your credibility as well. And so <laughs> shouts out to TC at Meditation Man. Because this is perfect <laughs> meme. I make shitcoin. I shit shitcoin. We are besties.
And just to put a pin in this, to make this full circle on why we bring this up today in the culture aspect, shouts out to Jimmy Song with this tweet. And he goes, let me get this straight. There are $100 million exploits, $1 billion rug pulls, CBDCs that will get rid of cash forever, people losing their life savings on shitcoin scams, and somehow Bitcoin maximalists are the problem. Again, guys, we tell you guys almost every single day, and... It's, it's very fitting in understanding that why we see so much Bitcoin maximalist hate on Twitter is because we are not letting them scam in peace. So the reason I bring this up in the culture aspect is because, first of all, this is why we do what we do. This is why we promote the people that we promote. We only work with Bitcoin only companies because we understand that, guys, all these people are out here shilling you a product and they're, they're going to get you wrecked. Like, I fundamentally want people to have a better future. This is why I'm in Bitcoin. This is why we do this show is because we are not here just for the fiat games. The Bitcoin culture, the Bitcoin maxi culture that gets so, gets so much hate on Twitter is basically because a lot of us have gotten wrecked by these same people, these same type of tactics. And this is why we do what we do. This is why we get so freaking pissed out there. But again... The shit corners are just a small, small problem of what is going on here. I, I want to make sure that we zoom out a little here. The real enemy are the shit corners, are the, you know, the as, as a Pravina incepted in my mind, the parasites at the top, the international communist conspiracy. Like these people, <laughs> these people want you to own nothing and be happy. But what are we going to do? We are going to continue to call out their scams, continue to make noise, and you got to fight back on these narratives because Bitcoin is the only thing in this space. Everything is riding on the coattails of Bitcoin. And this is why they need to disparage the true Bitcoin believers. This is why they need to make you guys look crazy. This is why they try to lump us all up in, in one big box and one big label because of some mean Bitcoin maxis out there that didn't let me scam in peace. But this is the culture that has been built up around Bitcoin because everything in shitcoin land is basically, if not 100%, a scam. If you guys weren't fucking scamming out there, there wouldn't be people losing their mind and trying to stop you guys from wrecking people's lives. We are not here just to wreck narratives. We are stopping from people losing their life savings. So everything besides Bitcoin is a scam. There's Bitcoin and there is shitcoin. It is fundamentally this easy to spread this message because I do not want people to get wrecked. I do not want to see family and loved ones go into shitcoin casino and think that they're doing something profound and they just get absolutely wrecked. And now I said all that, guys, and I know this is kind of like a fail culture combined, but I will continue to still cover fails because we need to counter that narrative. But I think the daily culture aspect will allow me to add more, I don't know, for lack of better terms, positive, feel good, good word of Bitcoin, because we need to push some of these messages out so people can hear that, oh yes, Bitcoin is getting adopted. This is why we do what we do. And we can't always cover that in the news. So I am going to broaden our scope a little bit. This is, you know, 
This isn't the same Simply Bitcoin. This is a feature, not a bug. And I'm going to continue to give you guys a signal, but I got to add a little bit of me in here so that hopefully you guys can get the message and you guys get a little more, you know, a little more love for Opti out there because uh, your boy is going to continue to give you the message and the signal because this is what I love to do. I literally love to do this for you guys. This is so much fun. And, and I, I am blessed to be in this position and I want to spread that message so that people understand why we Bitcoin and why all you guys do what you do on Twitter. Anyways, Nico, we are running out of time. Jump in for a little bit. Yeah, dude, absolutely. I love the the daily culture, man. I'm so bullish on it. I agree. And at one point that I want to want to touch on is the optimi- the optimism and the little play on words there um, about it, right? If, if Bitcoin to get NVK's handle. Uh, co-founder and CEO of CoinKite, Bitcoin is determinic, de- deterministic optimism, right? Deflationary currency increases your purchasing power over time, and now it increases your hope for the future where before you had none. It's not a coincidence that Sailor if, uh, acquired the or he had the domain hope.com and it redirects to Bitcoin education. That's what Bitcoin is all about. It's about hope and optimism, and that's really what we're going to try to push into the daily culture. Opti's going to make it his. It's his segment now. We we're still going to cover some 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 fails by shitcoiners and whatever, but and we were getting some of this feedback, man, like you know, every doing that every day, it it gets a little it's not that it's bad, it's entertaining, but it gets a little dark sometimes, right? You you're reading some stuff that you're just kind of like, you know, that kind of sucks, right? So what we're going to try to do is we're going to try to change it a little bit to the culture of course, it's not going to be the same simply Bitcoin. But again, what Opti said, that's a feature, not a bug. We're hoping to evolve from this. Anyways, Opti, great section, dude. Shitcoiner's going to shit. That's my fucking comment on that. But anyways, we are running out of time. Let's get to the meme review. Daily meme review. Brought to you by Citadel 21. It's the best Bitcoin cultural zine. It's stories, articles, comics by actual Bitcoiners. This is the artwork for volume 11. This is the artwork for volume 10. And this is the artwork for volume two. Volume two is almost sold out because there's only a thousand physical copies made per volume. So get your prints of Citadel 21 today before they run out. All right, guys, we got an awesome, awesome meme. Hold on, let me restart this. Uh, I don't know, I there is some music here, Nico. I'm not gonna play it because I don't know if it's copyright or what have you. But shouts out to my boy, Rory Highside. I love you, Rory. And Rory, he's a great follow, toxic Bitcoiner, but he knows his stuff. So anyways, here we got a meme and it goes, shitcoiners when a Bitcoin enters the room. And for the audio listeners in spaces, we got a, we got a tiger cage and a big tiger walking in. Oh, oh. And when the Bitcoiner enters the room, <laughs> all the shit corners back up and lay down because they know who the real apex predator is in the room. So shouts out to all you toxic Bitcoiners out there because shit corners can't even come close to eating your lunch. Anyways, another one we got tagged on this morning by RDBTC. Shouts out to RD. And it's on the continuation of that thread. And he goes, shitcoiners, suggest why they shitcoin is better than Bitcoin. Bitcoiners enter the thread. I am fluent in over 6 million forms of kicking your ass. And then he goes, oh, that thread is about to get lit up. Shouts out to all you toxic maximalists out there destroying people's shitcoin narrative threads. 
you are doing Satoshi's work. Thank you very much. And then of course, I had to put this one in because everyone knows that Nico is the most humble. So I'm the most humble. I'm the humblest. <laughs> so he, this is a play on Matt Odell, stack sat, stay humble. And it's Matt Odell <laughs> pointing in the mirror. You are so fucking humble. Stay humble. The most humblest out there. Okay. <laughs> the next one, apologies uh, for the, the load. This is by Rave Elevator. He's been doing some awesome memes. And again, we're on the shitcoin theme today. So Bitcoin, not shitcoin. Shitcoins are not the retirement plan you're looking for. And it's Obi-Wan in Star Wars. You guys know that scene. I know you guys like Star Wars. Uh, this one, <laughs> I don't know if this one's going to make it, but it's not that sexual, Nico. So the merge is coming. All right. Meth heads waiting on the merge. Uh, yeah, you know, glory hole. <laughs> okay. And then this one. As we started in the beginning of the show, I thought this is a perfect one. Uh, this is by a conspiracy bot, or, or as Nika says, truth or bot. And it goes, please stop the spread of fake news. Please avoid these known fake news media outlets. It's Fox News, CNN, ABC, NBC News, CBS, Clear Channel, Washington Post, Wall Street Journal, Time, Media Matters for America, BNR, Associated Press, and the New York Times. Guys, stop the spread of fake news. Turn off legacy media because you know what I know. They are paid shills and they do not have your best interest in mind. This is uncontentious. They, they don't, dude. Like, they don't. Like, the last two years, man, they pushed a lot of BS, dude. A lot of BS. And then they stifled any discussions, dude. And, like, I just don't think that's cool. You know, for a, for a free to society to exist, there needs to be differing opinions. There needs to be open discussion. And it can't be that these people, have, because of, you know, their institutions and all that stuff, have like a complete monopoly on what information is official and what information is not official. Like, look, the decentralized hive mind of the Internet took these people to school over the last two years. Never forget that Bitcoiners were the ones, Bitcoin Twitter and Simply Bitcoin, were the ones that told you that inflation was coming because they re printed a record amount of, uh, uh, of money and all of these institutions said, no, that was not going to happen. Like, it, it, there needs to be open discussions in society. If you want to watch them, go for it. I'm sure you find value. But at least there needs to be alternatives that give a different perspective. Different perspectives and open discussion is a good thing. It's not a bad thing. They're going to try to convince you otherwise. But anyways, that's my take. Awesome. Great, great context, Nico. And of course, guys, I forgot to say in the, before, in the beginning, but drop your meme scores in the chat and we will, we will call some of them out, some of the good ones that make Nico blush on air. Anyways, today's meme score review for me is... This SM57 microphone. It's the little baby of this microphone. Little baby brother, but it's today's meme score review. Interesting. Interesting. The, the, of course, the producer has all the microphones. I'm going to give it this American chancleta. It's not a full chancleta, but it's like a slider chancleta. So... If you know what a chancleta is... Did your mom hit you, you know. with that one too, Nico? <laughs> no, no, it's too American, dude. She, she hit me with the real chancletas, you know, the one with the little thing right here. So anyways, so I would give it this American chancleta. That's the score that I would give it. Uh, anyways, guys, we want to know if you agree with our score. Hold on, discreet. before we get the score, Nico, let's read Z-Logic's comment right here. Better to remind yourself to be humble than to be reminded to be humble. 
Wisdom. Absolute wisdom. Very nice. Very nice. Okay. Here we go. We have old school millennial. I give them a mint condition imaginary <laughs> sticker. Very nice, my friend. Okay, any rug. Finally pronounce your name right. I'll give them one BTCK oh. pin from BTC pins. Let's go. One Bitcoin. Andres Romero says, ha ha ha, chancleta, bro. Exactly. Um, was thrown at you as a kid, Nico. That's why you save it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's exactly I, that. That specific chancleta, I, I, I put it, I put it on a pedestal. Anyways, um, here's how do you say his name? The Great, Dijonis the Diogenes Great. Diogenes the Great, I believe. Oh wow, look at Opti. Opti I, I failed. I failed skills. at saying his name for like a month now. I don't know. Remind me if I say Diogenes the Great. I give today meme score an Opti non-broken 4K camera. Does it <laughs> not halfway. You know what? I think we actually figured out the camera. Not going to try to jinx Watch it. Watch it end right now. Boom. Okay. Um, BTC pins. I support the current memes. I give them cornbread. I love corn. Yeah, that's right. Um, Extemo <laughs> says, we know about the power of the chancleta. The power of the chancleta. If you're Hispanic, you get it. If you're not, you didn't get hit over the head with That's the how you get humbled <laughs> is by the chancleta. <laughs> Nicolas Guapata. Anyways, um, have a great day. Don't overuse your carbon points. Awesome. Okay. Going to end it there. Guys, I also want to give a shout out to Simply Bitcoin Unfiltered. It is the written version of this show. Definitely subscribe to her blog. It's absolutely free. All you have to do is visit www.simplybitcoin.news. Or you could check the Simply Bitcoin Twitter account. It will link us to our Substack. Eventually, we're going to make it into a website. But for now, it's going to stay a blog. We have two incredible Bitcoiners that are helping us with it. Sats for life. Shout out to you, brother. And Zach, who just joined At the base team money. recently. He's my boy. He's going to put out some He's, fire. They're going to bring you the absolute signal. It is literally what we talk about on this show, but in written form. And you could share it with people. It's what we're talking about. It's a lot easier to share than a video. Anyways, guys, let's move on. There is an open source software release. Let's check it out. Bitcoin software release. Brought to you by CypherSafe. Don't be that person that stores their Bitcoin seed on paper. Paper is prone to water damage, fire damage, dog attacks, everything. Your seed could be eaten by dogs or cats or animals if you store it on paper. You definitely want to store your seed on on steel and there's no better place to do it than the cypher safe get yourself a cypher wheel or a cypher grid today visit cyphersafe.io all right so the software release for today is rtl release ride the lightning release version 0.13.0 it Liquidity ads for core Lightning users. Liquidity ads menu to view all the available ads on the network. Research nodes on public explorers. Buy channels from the ads. Publish your own ad on the network. I am so bullish on the Lightning network. And this is the power of open source software. Can't stop the signal. You just can't. Anyways, I also want to give a very special shout out to our awesome clothing sponsor, RepresentLTD.com. Opti and I wear the hoodies every single day. Opti's wearing the descent. Oh, he's wearing the green version of what I'm wearing. It's the Represent Decentralized Corpse. He also makes specific Bitcoin merch. 
He's also making Simply Bitcoin merch. It's so freaking dope. You can take advantage of the promo code down below to get 10% off. Represent ltd.com. Anyways, guys, that was our show. If you enjoyed the show, you know what to do. Smash that like button. Subscribe if you really find what we're saying valuable. I want to give a shout out to Hans. He's the researcher at Simply Bitcoin. You're a great help like always, dude. Guys, we love you. We love the live show. This is what we're transitioning to. We're going to try to do only live from now on. You might see a couple pre-recorded as we, you know, finish out our our scheduled list. But yeah, dude, this is a lot of fun. I love the audience interaction. Love you all, and we will see you tomorrow for a brand new Simply Bitcoin live. Which one's the best crypto asset? Well, Bitcoin's the best crypto asset. Okay. What's the second best? There is no second best. <laughs>